Coming up on Tech News Today, Anonymous arrested, Murdoch bested, Google's help requested, and Apple's earnings are really good. All that and more coming up next. Netcasts you love. From people you trust. This is Twit. Bandwidth for Tech News Today is provided by Cashfly at C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y dot com. This is Tech News Today for Tuesday, July 19th, 2011. Tech News Today is brought to you by Netflix. Watch thousands of TV episodes and movies on your PC, Mac, iPad, iPhone, or TV instantly. All stream directly to you, saving you time, money, and hassle. For your free 30-day trial, go to netflix.com slash twit. Welcome to Tech News Today. I'm Tom Merritt. I'm Sarah Lane. I'm Aya Zaktar. And I'm Jason Howell. And this is the show where we kick... No, we don't kick Jason. And we don't and we kick Aya. Never kick Sarah. Because don't kick Kevin Purdy. No. But Kevin Purdy's here to Hello. talk about the tech news. Hey, Kevin. He wouldn't kick us either. No, I would not he kick can't anybody. He's in the sky. We have stories. a non-kicking agreement with Kevin Purdy, <laughs> uh, author of the Complete Android Guide, which you can find at completeandroidguide.com, uh, and Renaissance Man. Oh yes. <laughs> I'm not proving it with that awesome response, but yes, Renaissance man. <laughs> and, and erudite as well. Uh, on to our, our top story. Uh, a raid across the United States today targeted Anonymous. 16 folks are reported arrested. Uh, Fox News reports that 14 were arrested under the same indictment, and then two separate criminal complaints were filed in Newark and Tampa. So they're saying 16. Uh, it's a little unclear whether it's 12, 14, 16, or, or whatever. But lots of folks being arrested out there in connection with the DDoS attacks of Anonymous and the the attacks uh, specifically on MasterCard and Visa. 14 arrests identified in the same indictment. An FBI spokesman in San Francisco confirmed to CNET's Eleanor Mills that the FBI is part of the nationwide investigation. And we actually have a first-hand report from one of the raids in Central Florida. At least we think it's one of the raids. Check it out. Hi, TNT. This is Chandler from the University of Central Florida in Orlando. I wanted to let you know that this morning I awoke to an FBI raid happening right outside of my dorm room. The apartment a few doors down from mine had police and FBI agents everywhere, and when I left there was one confirmed arrest. After a few hours my university released a statement saying that there is ongoing law enforcement activity regarding a cyber investigation. Although at the time of this recording there's no official statement that the raid here at UCF was in fact linked to taking down Anonymous like the raids in New York, I cannot help but obviously see the parallels. I wanted to let you know about this breaking story. I love the show. Keep up the great work. Chandler, thanks so much uh, for the on-the-scene call. Wow. Uh, pretty pretty disturbing to have your complex raided like that. Dorm room complex. And yeah. UCF no is near less. Orlando, and, and Anonymous took credit for a hack in Orlando. for uh, They hacked the OrlandoFloridaGuy.com a while ago for some in retaliation for some protests. So uh, if, if you're wondering why they attacked Orlando or why the FBI raided Orlando, that's why. Now there have been some thirty or so arrests related to Anonymous around the world, but this is the first time they've they've nabbed anybody in the U.S. We still don't know if they've gotten anyone important. I mean, this is such a loose ring of people, and the folks who take the credit most of the time seem to continue to operate, unless there's multiple people operating their ID or something like that. 
There were multiple uh, reports uh, that had conflicting numbers of who was actually arrested. I mean, it sounds like the information is still being gathered, and a lot of these people could just be detained to see what they know about somebody else. It's all a little murky right now, but I mean, clearly the FBI is taking this very seriously, which is not a surprise. It makes me respect the organization that they actually have people in Switzerland, Orlando, L.A., New York working together, whereas, like, you can't even do that with a World of Warcraft guild. I mean, it's it's pretty amazing how 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 affiliated they all are if, if it if it's true that the all these folks were in fact involved with anonymous i think the i think law enforcement has a particular interest in in smashing these people because of the rhetoric uh because there you know there's there's been a lot of attitude of you can't catch us mm -hmm. which if you're in the business of catching people that's just going to get your back up <laughs> and make you want to catch them even more yeah, that's true but i mean if, if you have a bunch of websites getting attacked and they don't say things like that you're still going to go after them because yeah, but these guys are making themselves laws. high profile with keeping their Twitter accounts going, announcing a social network, all kinds right. of fun stuff saying, yeah, you can't get us. We're smarter than you are. And yeah, the FBI, I mean, obviously this was a coordinated raid because they did, nobody was tipped off. This was all over the country, California, Florida, it's east and west coasts. So, I mean, the FBI was quite on top of this. Yeah, New York, New Jersey. Uh, so yeah, it was all over the place. At the same time, LulzSec is back. Uh, they, uh, as we mentioned at the end of uh, yesterday's show, uh, they had hacked the Sun website to uh, say, first of all, that Rupert Murdoch was dead, and then later they were redirecting it to the LulzSec Twitter account. Uh, they wrote on their Twitter account, This was the work of LulzSec Security, dear media. We would like to give a shout-out to our bros at Anonymous IRC, though. We love those guys. I, I, lo I love how LulzSec and Anonymous have to be like, It was us this time. I know you don't really know the difference between us. And we and said that we retired, And we said that we had just us. all gone back into Anonymous. Right. Which is Anonymous. So. But, but it wasn't that Anonymous, because we want to take credit. Where you're supposed to draw the lines. Uh, they, said, they, they said that, you know, they uh, thanked everyone for the love i know we quit but we couldn't sit by with our wine watching this walnut faced murdoch clowning around i asked you before the show tom <laughs> what's that mean that somebody somebody's old is that what a walnut face is an old you know person? I, I didn't i didn't know what it meant until i looked <laughs> kind of a lumpy nut a picture of rupert murdoch i'm like you know it kind of does look like a walnut it's <laughs> so, got the same shape so it's, a, so it's an insult I think it's a bad okay. thing. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, and what is also a bad thing is that Lulzsec says that they have owned the News Corp website. Uh, we're sitting, or actually Sun News of the World website. We're sitting on their emails, press release tomorrow. In the meantime, uh, they, they threw another link up there for folks to check. Uh, that's That came from Sabu, who's one of the Lulzsec activists, also an anonymous uh, account as well. And then Sabu released purported email password of former News International EIC Rebecca Brooks. Uh, someone named Anon Alex posted login information for Bill Akas, managing editor of News of the World, former managing editor of News of the World. And the Telegraph reports that one of the phone numbers belonging to Pete Picton, a former online editor with The Sun, was published as well. So they're starting to leak out some of this information little by little. Considering News Corp is kind of responsible for hacking into all kinds of uh, phone records and things. Is this kind of re this response, is this appropriate or is this not enough? I mean, this is like, I mean, somebody went ahead while Rupert Murdoch was testifying in front of Parliament and they try to pie face him with like shaving cream. Is that like, are these jokey kind of things the appropriate response or should there be like an organized <laughs> protest for this kind of thing? Are you asking if it's appropriate to shove a shaving cream pie in someone's face well, during that's right. is this, a is this hearing? A proportionate response. 
Or should they be like organized? Like, I mean, look, News Corp did some horrible things. Like this jokey, like we're going to release your emails. Like that, that's kind of like, okay, you did something silly. This is something really serious. What's, what uh, I was going to say, Sony, what uh, News Corp did. Well, and they pointed out, we, we released somebody's phone numbers. Maybe we shouldn't have done that. Someone might be able to get into their voicemail. Oh, wait. Nice. So, nice. you know, they're, they're kind of throwing it back in their face saying, you were hacking into other people. Now we're going to hack you. Kevin, what do you think of IS's question, though? Is this, is this an appropriate response? response hack and you um, shall be hacked no i mean I, I can see how folks would be frustrated that it seems like um you know it, it might feel to some folks like they're just gonna you know it's all after these hearings are over and after you know the uh, the news of the world is closed like people just forget about it they, there needs to be some kind of um payback but i, I don't really think it, it helps anybody by releasing all their you know internal email and um voicemails or anything like that it, it, it doesn't really further the cause of, of of preventing something like that from happening in the future the uh you know the voicemail hacking and things like that at the same time i don't see a lot of people sobbing for news no Corp. no uh, it's hard to feel bad for a lot of schadenfreude going on in this story yeah all right, let's get to some good news then. Apple had their earnings call today. Well, it's good news if you hold Apple stock, I suppose. Uh, they reported quarterly net profit of $7.31 billion on quarterly revenue of $28.57 billion. That's more than many countries. Up from $15.7 billion last year and three point two five. billion. So uh, they had a record quarter. They sold a record number of iPhones, 20.34 million iPhones, up 142% year over year. Nine point two five million iPads up 183% year over year. And uh, Max, they, they sold more too, up 14%. iPods continue to decline every time we hear about them. They were, they were down 20%. The interesting thing on the earnings call, so, th so they release these earnings, then they talk about them, then they have, let analysts ask questions. One of the analysts asked, about their September guidance. They had said there was a 12% revenue downtick predicted for September, for the September quarter, uh, and that is more extreme than the typical September guidance, which is usually up. The analyst asked, why do you expect this next quarter to trend softer than usual? Apple responded saying, well, there's some education stuff and blah, 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 blah. Then expect a year-over-year -year increase in iPhone sales. And for iPad, we plan to increase our capacity and expect a significant increase in sales. Then, we also have a future product transition that we are not talking about today. Emphasis on not. Hmm. So, I think September guidance goes down because they didn't release an iPhone this summer. Mm -hmm. uh, and so they don't get that, that huge upswell from the summer that carries on into the fall. But if they're going to release an iPhone in the fall, wouldn't you think their numbers should point up? And they do say we expect iPhone sales to go up. Well, I mean, they could be doing something even more drastic. I mean, there's been rumors for a while that since iOS and, and Lion are getting closer together, maybe they would Apple would transition over to an ARM architecture in their laptops. I mean, they haven't moved from what PowerPC to Intel. Like, I would think that was 2006 or 2005. So, I mean, maybe the time's right for something like that. Because if this is a transition, a phone being delayed is not a transition. This is a product transition. Uh, I'm thinking possibly it could be an ARM architecture thing, but uh, it's just a guess. That seems unlikely. I mean, that's possible, but that seems less likely than some kind of phone thing but but then again you're right the i mean transition why, word is the why word. would why would a product i think apple tv i think there's some sort of apple tv thing in there but then why would that impact the revenue kevin you get you make any sense of this um not the i don't know i don't know what mac uh, product would transition uh not really i mean they the most interesting thing in that uh, the little nugget I saw Ina Fried pull out was that uh they actually sold more iPads than Macs to the K to 12 education market 
um, which I thought was really interesting that more kids are looking at iPads in, in classrooms than they are Macs these days. And, you know, iPods going down, Macs not doing as well as every other sector. It makes me start to wonder about whether, you know, maybe we are all heading toward um, a more iOS focused uh, future when it comes to computing. Yeah, that's true. Apple sold, what, 9.2 million iPads, 6 billion in revenue. Macs only accounted for 5.1. So that's a first. I don't think anyone's too surprised about that, but it is, uh, I don't know, it's interesting. When the analysts asked him, you know, do you think iPads are cannibalizing your sales of Macs? They said, well, we, you know, we see a few people buying iPads instead of Macs, but we see more people buying iPads instead of Windows PCs. It was like, look, look over there. <laughs> Diversion. Yeah. Uh, and, and then, of course, the big, we're burying the huge lead here from, for consumers, which is during the earnings call, they said that they would launch OS X Lion tomorrow. And so all these rumors about gold disks arriving in the dark of night and overnight meetings being scheduled at Apple stores and all this stuff are absolutely true, probably, because, yes, we are getting uh, OS X Lion tomorrow. So prepare for tomorrow's show to be about App Store down, people People frustrated trying to, <laughs> to upgrade. Leopard users in the cold <laughs> who don't have Snow Lion. Leopard. A new workaround yet. Yeah, that'll be tomorrow. Kevin, you excited? Yep. Uh, I am, especially if you know I can download it through the Mac App Store, which I I think you'll be able to. That's right? what they've said. That's is that, the only, that'll yeah. be the only which, way to get. That's now, why the based on every other Apple be... launch day I've ever lived through, the download rates won't be good, if at all, there. But you know, still, the idea is pretty exciting that I won't have to drive to a store to get a uh, a disc. I'm thinking about all the iOS upgrades that showed up, like 200, 300 megabyte downloads that became a colossal disaster when they would move from two to three and three to four. Mm-hmm. Imagine yep. a four and a half gigabyte or four gigabyte download. <laughs> Although I think Final Cut Pro was, or Final Cut Pro 10 was the test. They wanted to check if they could do a two and a half gigabyte kind of download, but a four gigabyte thing on one day. Be sure to call think- your uh, your ISP, make sure you're not- <laughs> Against your cap. Yeah. Or you go over to Starbucks and use all their Wi-Fi. Yeah, good idea. I still think they're going to allow downloading of Lion uh, other than the App Store. They'll probably let all the people who can do that go through first and then see how many other people complaining and then give them another option. Well, Apple has said that you can come to their stores if you're and worried about the whole bandwidth cap yeah, thing, and they'll yeah. take care of it. You can use their Wi-Fi, their Wi-Fi to download it, essentially. So there'll be a bunch of people camped out outside. So Apple's going to hit their bandwidth. <laughs> so there won't be a line for the store to buy something. You'll just be lined up to it's sit there and use their Wi-Fi. a bunch of people with laptops crowded around outside. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And the Wi-Fi won't work because everybody's, everybody's jogging it, it <laughs> using OS X Line. All right. Uh, let's take a quick break and thank our sponsor, Netflix. If you want to be able to stream movies and TV shows in an unlimited manner to your Mac, PC, or iPad, you can do it using Netflix, and you can try it for free. If you've heard about the price, changes and all that stuff here's the scoop it's $7.99 a month for unlimited streaming and we think that's probably what the folks in our audience want is the streaming uh, $7.99 a month but you can try it for free you can say I don't know you know let's see if that $7.99 is worth it for me 30 days free netflix.com slash twit uh, and you can watch TV and movies not just on your iPhone not just on, on, on your, your laptop but on your television you got an Xbox 360 PS3 or a Wii they all can play Netflix movies straight to your television there's also lots of other ways to do it like a roku box apple tv uh so check it out netflix.com slash twit and be sure to tell your friends too you don't you know don't have to hoard the 30-day free trial they can they can use one too spread it around you know don't vandalize things or anything but spread it around that's all i'm saying (laughs) don't take down netflix's page right or you might end up like aaron swartz 
who is the uh, co-founder of Demand Progress. He created Infogami, which merged with Reddit. So he's often thought of one, as one of the founders of Reddit, even though he's in not. In fact, a, New York Times said he was yeah, this not, morning, and then they, they changed their story. He's not, in fact, a founder, but he was there early they on. They had acquired his company in the early days. He's facing charges of data theft. Uh, apparently, he was indicted last Thursday by the United States Attorney of the District of Massachusetts, Carmen Ortiz. And uh, that, that indictment was unsealed today. That's why we're just learning about it now. They say, uh, the, the Boston District Attorney says, Swartz stole millions of documents from JSTOR, an online archive for academic journals, uh, broke into a restricted area of MIT, entered a computer wiring closet. They're charging him with wire fraud, data theft, uh, pretty serious stuff. He could face up to 35 years in prison if he was found guilty of all this stuff. Swartz, and he used his bicycle helmet to guard, supposedly at one point, he used his bicycle helmet to guard himself from the, the security camera while he like looked through the holes in it to to it's it's kind of amazingly cloak and dagger for uh something involving the word jstor well yeah and 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 so he, he's saying or, or at least his, his defense is saying look he, he used a laptop to access and download articles from jstor that's the bulk of the data they're talking about uh and and it's as if he is being uh, indicted for checking out too many library books do you, do you think that that you know okay let let's the cloak and dagger stuff will be fun to watch. See if they have video of him like trying to hide his face in, in a wiring closet. Uh, and and there's something to be said about breaking into a closet and, and and adding a hard drive directly to a server in order to get data. But let's say it's true that he actually has access to that website and he has the right to download these documents. Is it wrong? for him to have downloaded all of them and and is it understandable that if they try to stop him from downloading something that he has legal access to that he would he would go to other methods to try to get them i mean is there any reason to believe that he would have done something with these documents like sell them i i, I or is, no, or is there something that we don't know about it, they're, they're I'm files wondering. they're digital files change yeah. a lot of the facts though you're saying if he didn't break in if he did this all legally and all that yeah well, well we do, that's yet to be determined but that's the thing there's the the, the uh, indictment is saying it's 15 pages explains that he broke in and we talked about the the details the of indictment that says he broke in we don't know he did right, well that's the charge they accuse right him of it. now the the deal is if he let's say he gets something legally i mean originally he was scraping the data and then they stopped access to that so now he doesn't have a right to it anymore so the question right. is can he access it by just like physically going in i i don't think you're allowed to Walk into should they have, areas. should they have but part of the indictment re, uh, refers to him actually taking the data over the website which he had access to yeah but that this again what's, what what are the license terms in the jstor stuff because i know that a lot of these a lot of the things in jstor back when i was in college you had access if you were a college student and then after that you weren't allowed to access it unless you start paying a fee because your college was paying for it so then this is a whole licensing issue uh, in 2009, Swartz downloaded 19 million pages of federal court documents from a government database system acting on the belief that they should be made available free. And the government site had been providing access, but when he tried to download all of them, they shut him off. So he is an activist. I think he's going to be making a point here. Something it's almost like an APA. It's like an it's a fight over an API. Like I want access to this many records this quickly. And mm -hmm. no, 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 you can't. You, you have to go through the website. And he's like, huh. And I mean, true, you know, it, it remains to be seen what happens with the closet break-in and whatnot, but it, it seems like it's it, it's like an IT restriction that and a workaround that is now ending up in the court. It's kind of, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. It's one of the more interesting stories that revolves around this idea of trying to treat digital property like physical property. Uh, you know, I mean, and the wiring closet is probably the, the biggest smoking gun, like you're saying, Ayaz, but, but the sort of, you know, look, these are infinitely copyable files. And so when he stole them, he didn't 
take the, they're not gone mm-hmm. and they were publicly available information you just you had to be logged in so it's not like he stole secrets it's, it's, it's almost like he got into a restricted area he upset some people who he had already upset in the past so it's almost like a cumulative thing where they're trying to make an example of him he's pleaded not guilty and I fully expect him to make some sort of point about information wanting to be free and mm-hmm. digital information, you know, should 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 not be locked up behind walls. Yeah, like I mean, this. it's an interesting time right now in the whole law when it comes to this because we're seeing closer and closer these the, the old analog ways of of theft versus the digital ways and the whole infinitely copyable situation. So, it's 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 so similar to that whole Fifth Amendment argument that lady was ch- saying that when she didn't want to input her password on her encrypted laptop, it's where is the line once we start going into this all digital kind of uh, access? So we got to see how this turns out. Google's Eric Schmidt is weighing in on the side of HTC. Jason, you were just asking, when, yeah. where's Google? Well, and, Eric, and Google's listening. Eric was listening. <laughs> uh, Eric Schmidt was speaking at Google's Mobile Revolution Conference in Tokyo, and he was asked whether Google would help HTC pay any fees associated with a guilty ruling uh, in their lawsuit involving Apple. We mentioned this yesterday that Apple had won an initial ITC ruling about patents in Apple's favor. Uh, Eric Schmidt replied, We will make sure they don't lose. So I'm not huh. sure how he's going to do that, Kevin. But which, I mean, it sounds yeah. it sounds like a pledge to help them as as much help as they need. And maybe he's not necessarily saying we will make sure they don't lose the case, but we will make sure that in the end they don't lose anything. Maybe they'll you know Google will help out. Because otherwise, it this. sounds like we're going to bribe judges left yeah, and right. <laughs> we'll just kill everyone who opposes us. I don't think that was a threat on anyone's life, but well, we don't know it's, how it's, he said it. He could have been like, "Yeah, we'll make sure they don't lose." All right, and just HTC wait. was really one of Google's uh, earliest partners, and, and was the bravest of all the companies to to jump forward with a very iPhone-like design, the the Nexus One, and also you know kind of directly toe the line on on patents and smartphone glass, and and see, you know basically try to make Android into a more modern, more um, more appealing and high-tech sexy phone. And so they're a very important partner to Google. And, and I, it's kind of like, I think like Jason was saying, it's almost like we were all waiting for this to happen because if, if they lost HTC and and they, they showed other carriers and manufacturers that like, hey, you know, team up with us because obviously great things happen to you, um, it would be very bad. So mm-hmm. it's, it's good to see that, you know, at least Google's kind of not leaving their partners out in the cold. Do you think HTC takes a lot of solace from Eric Schmidt speaking at a conference like, oh, yeah, we're going to help them? <laughs> yeah, verbal contracts worth the paper they're written on and all that. But, you know, I, I don't doubt that Google has the cash to, like, pay the entire penalty if they, you know, needed to. But whether they will or not remains to be seen. I would imagine that Google actually, because the patents are infringing on parts of Android, Google has the resources to rewrite and go around the patents. Now that these cases have been somewhat, uh, they've been aired and people know what exactly the patents are at issue, Google does have time to figure out, okay, look, we'll put our division, our Android division on this, and we'll figure out ways around this that don't infringe the patent and we'll give that all to our partners then they don't have to worry about this anymore and maybe HTC doesn't have to pay Microsoft anymore either yeah not not only do they have the resources to do that they have the responsibility to do that if every single manufacturer that's you know that's putting out phones on Android is going to get hit with the same type of case Google has to step in have to imagine they'll do that exactly 
And we have another Google threat to face, this one coming from ISIS. ISIS is a consortium of AT&T, T-Mobile, and Verizon Wireless that was announced uh, earlier this year, a partnership to provide mobile payments. So it is a competitor to Google Wallet. Today, MasterCard, Visa, American Express, and Discover all announced that they're joining ISIS uh, and will start with the launch in Salt Lake City and Austin, Texas, using NFC in the first half of 2012. So you'll be able to take your phone from AT&T, T-Mobile, or Verizon and pay with your MasterCard, Visa, American Express, or Discover, the four major credit card companies, at least here in the U.S. and, and most of the places in the world. This is a big blow where before they didn't have any of these guys on board and Google was able to come and sh- introduce Google Wallet and have MasterCard on board. So it's, it's now in Google's court. If they want to be a player in this game, they're going to have to get Visa American Express and Discover, or else they're out. This is the thing everybody's going to use. What is MasterCard? I, are they just sort of like, hey, we can, I don't know, bet on both and just see who wins in this case? Because we're not sure that Google won't be able to get everybody into Wallet. Yeah, so then is, we'll just be everywhere. With Master, yeah, MasterCard, well, they are everywhere because they're also on Sprint, right? They're with Google and Sprint, but ISIS isn't on Sprint. So they, to make sure they're on every single phone that exists, MasterCard is the only one you could actually get. Because right. ISIS and whatever Google Wallet's going to be called officially, I mean that's that's good for them. But now it's for Google to do a lot of negotiation. Now it's for Sprint to negotiate and try to get their system up to par. Because otherwise, why would you bother to have an NFC phone or payment system? I mean, this is going to be one of the decisions you make when you pick a phone. You know, which which carry do I want? Do I want AT and T? Now, do I want to have? Do I have a Diners Club card? Then you're out of luck. But <laughs> if, if you have a Mastercard or American Express, you might want or American Express, you want to go with. Uh, uh, with ISIS. Well, but then why was MasterCard such a big partner at the Google Wallet at Google I.O. is when they talked about Google Wallet, right? And they had the MasterCard executive up there and it was like, we're, 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 we're going to change the world. Is it, is it, I, I don't know. I mean, they just have good relationships. So they figured out why not. Chest nothing, pretty much. <laughs> we're doing great. Great. And that's it. I kind, of, I kind of think it makes sense for these credit card companies to sign up with all of these things that they can't. And that just they feel see what are, wins. Right. Because if it, cause like I said, you're on Sprint now if you're MasterCard, as well as the three other carriers. So let, yeah. take your money from all locations, right? <laughs> right. They're happy to do that. China's Baidu has signed a deal with all four major U.S. record labels now for streaming and downloads on the search engine. Baidu's the main search engine in China. They have done what Google could not. So you know, maybe it's because Kevin's here, but suddenly it feels like this week in Google. We're just, we're just talking. <laughs> That's what I do. I know you have that Google Halo starts to come across everything. <laughs> uh, the the agreement that was signed today was between uh, Baidu and One Stop China. One Stop China is not a chain of convenience stores, but a venture of Universal, <laughs> Warner, and Sony BMG uh, that will result in licensed tracks popping up in searches instead of pirated ones. Baidu already had a deal with EMI, so if you use the Baidu search engine or you use Ting, which is a social music service that Baidu operates, you'll get official tracks from all four major music labels as well as some local labels. Uh, that doesn't mean that Baidu is eliminating every pirated mu- music track from their search index any more than it means that Google has eliminated every pirated music track from their search index. But it does mean that instead of pirated tracks coming up at the top of search results, now you'll get official ones. Yeah, and, and like uh, they're probably so the record labels are probably so happy that that anything's moving forward in China in regards to music licensing and you know copyright offense. Uh, it's it's funny how easy it was. There's actually a setup in China called what is it called One Stop? 
one stop channel. One stop, one stop. Yeah, just for so that groups like you know Baidu can make these uh, deals. Whereas like you know it sounds, it always makes it sound like Spotify literally had to like, you know, change the axis of the Earth to get their deals in place. It's <laughs> really odd. Yeah, they had to walk barefoot up the mountain to <laughs> to meet with the head of Universal, and then and, he he sent him on to the head of Sony. And yeah, so it was a giant RPG for Spotify to get yeah. there. You know, it was it was one deal. of those long chain quests. It just never seemed to end, no matter what you do. I I wish we had one-stop U.S. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was saying. I wish that it's, it was in place in the U.S. because it seems like it, startups and other you know music-oriented uh, tech would would have a much easier job than having to like you know send lawyers out to all four farms. Now, if you have been following the story, you probably know that all of these record labels up until today were suing Baidu uh, for allowing access to to links to pirated MP3s. This agreement ends all of that outstanding litigation. Because they hated each other so much, they had to get together. It's like, yeah. a, lot, like a romantic comedy. Get a room, Baidu <laughs> and One Stop China. That was yeah. nice. Or get a, a deal, which they get did. Get a chat room. Let's move on to the news. <laughs> Some details about a potential sale of Hulu are leaking out now. According to Business Insider, Yahoo says they would be willing to pay $2 billion for the video site if the deal had a provision that Hulu would have four to five years of exclusive access to current content. Bloomberg reports that Microsoft is no longer participating in this round of negotiations to buy Hulu, but that doesn't rule out future negotiations, and all of this is based on people familiar with the matter, so who knows. Hulu will be bought maybe someday by someone. I'm going to buy it. Yeah. I'm going to borrow some money from Leo and buy Hulu. How many exclusivity years do you need? Yeah, buy it. All right. We're buying Hulu for the new studio. Buy Hulu. All right. Yeah. We'll just slip Hulu it in all. the budget. Where, what set is Hulu going to live on? It's on one of the bricks. <laughs> <laughs> Basement. All right. Viral campaign or yet another leak. I'm going to let you decide after you watch a video of Nokia's Windows Phone 7 device called C-Ray that's making the rounds in which a large case is removed from the face of the phone and then the phone is spun around and then it's shown to be a working model by using the camera application and you see some familiar tiles. So I don't know. What do you think? There were industrial sounds in the background. You ready so to it buy must it? Be true. I thought it was industrial music when I first heard it. <laughs> really? <laughs> really? It literally is industrial music. Listen. It's the music of industry. <laughs> that is, yeah, it's the new Nine Inch Nails album, actually. Very <laughs> really industrial. Did. I thought it was being like an epic unveil. I, I don't know. I thought it looked pretty cool. Over at Intel, they announced they're going to buy they're going to buy Fulcrum Microsystems for an undisclosed amount of money. Fulcrum makes networking chips and Ethernet switches used in data centers. The move is seen to be as a complement to Intel Xeon server chips. The deal won't be finalized until the end of quarter three of this year. All right, all you California ex Amazon affiliates, or soon to be ex Amazon affiliates, once September rolls around, here's your chance to persuade Amazon to come back to the Golden State. Amazon has received approval from the California Attorney General to hold a referendum. That's what we do in California. We don't decide things. We hold referendums. That will allow voters to possibly overturn a law that requires online vendors to collect sales tax. Amazon needs over half a million signatures by late September for the matter to be subject to a statewide vote in February of next year. So Californians look for an Amazon representative outside of a grocery store near you. <laughs> the long, drawn-out 
taffy-like copyright infringement lawsuit between the Authors Guild and Google may be coming to an end. The judge presiding over the six-year case has given Google and authors and publishers a deadline, you know, like the federal government does, of September 15th <laughs> to hammer out some kind of deal. If the parties can come to an agreement, you'll be able to search scan copies of lots and lots more books for a price. And if there's no deal, the judge promised a speedy trial will take place. It'll only last another three Hanging years. Hanging judge. Yeah. Google is giving away customized Netgear routers that will include measurement lab software pre-installed. The MLab software will report all kinds of connection data to the Broadband Internet Service Benchmark Project, also known as Bismarck, which is led by Georgia Tech and the University of Napoli. Right now, the routers are only available to the U.S., and if you don't really care about the router, you can download Bismarck on any open WRT device. Thanks for the tip, Eric. Big news. How big? Actually, it's not that big because it's like the second to last story in our news news segment. So moderately big. But it's still sort of big. Uh, document sharing site Scribd introduced Float. Uh, Float is a reading service that makes reading websites and feeds more book-like with a heap of social sharing features, as is the norm these days with these things. Uh, Float has an app for iOS that allows for offline reading. And on top of that, Scribd set up partnerships with over 150 sites and blogs to provide content. It's free right now, but the plan is to eventually include ads and possibly charge 8 to $10 per month for premium content. So maybe Float can save newspapers. I suddenly feel very stupid because I've always called it Scribd. I always thought of Scribd, too. It's probably Scribd. I'm probably... Oh. The stupid one for calling it Scribd. Two out of three tech news today, I'll say. Kevin, what do you say? Scribd. Ooh, Jason. Jason, tiebreaker. Jason, tiebreaker. I, I think I've always thought it was Scribd. <gasps> so it is never, Scribd. I never thought Scribd. Always a minority. You and I are fools. Damn yeah. fools. All right. Hey, Apple. <laughs> I'm talking Apple now. Everyone else be quiet. Okay. Apple, your revenue's hot, and it's powerful, and it's big. We all heard that earnings call, but guess what? Kodak's not afraid of you. Oh, no. Late Monday, the International Trade Commission ruled that Kodak does not infringe on Apple's digital photography patents. The ITC is also still looking into Kodak's claims that Apple is infringing on Kodak's patents. Final decision isn't expected till the end of August, but Kodak is not afraid of you. We need a, a whole show just on patents. Yeah, do we? This week in patents. Well, Twill kind of borders that. What was yeah, that? Yeah, that's true. Twill, co Twill covers that. Patent lather? That was Tom's idea <laughs> yeah. once. It's the name of our segment on patent law. <laughs> Rejected title. Lathered up about <laughs> patents. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Philadelphia is getting tough on pedestrians. Yeah, you, you're tired of them too. I see you walking. Pedestrians walking around, texting. Not okay. Getting in your way nope. when you're trying to drive. Stop not walking. using any fossil fuels. Yeah, what's wrong with them? Be American. Cool. Being in shape, not in Philly. Killing this country. Anyway, uh, they've, they've launched a program known as Give Respect, Get Respect, geared to crack down on bad behavior on and off the road from pedestrians who talk and text while they cross the road, as well as bicyclists who ride on the sidewalk. Uh, so th this isn't saying that you can't walk and text. It says pay attention if you're if you're the you're person walking. who could cause an accident because you were walking across a crosswalk maybe during a red light looking at your phone i can see getting a fine because it is dangerous and that sort of stuff happens but i mean the idea of walking and not being able to text at the same time that'd be like can i not Chew gum. Read this flyer <laughs> yeah, while I'm walking, you know. Or, this is legislating or, stupidity. I mean, if you walk into a pole once while texting, you'll figure this out. You don't need to charge somebody 120 bucks. Although if you walk into a car once while texting, you won't have a chance to figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> That's not funny. Why am I laughing? <laughs> <laughs> Why am I saying I that? I'm a horrible person. What if you're just entering? <laughs> that's like really that's what I a lot of mentions of death in the show today. <laughs> it's a dark, dark show. You know, HEC will win because everyone will die. 
kill the jurors. <laughs> Ke- Kevin, uh, is this a horrible infringement on our liberties in the home of the Liberty Bell? Or is um, this something we need? Well, I'm, I'm, un- I'm biased because I really like the keep bicyclists off the sidewalk part of it. But, um, yeah, I mean... What? Who isn't hasn't figured out like what happens if you text while walking and you know someone opens their car door? Uh, that 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 took a lesson you learned pretty quickly, and it's it's really not a law that's needed. And you know, although you know everyone's looking for revenue everywhere, so I've seen apps that take care of this. They actually activate the camera so you can actually see through the phone while you're texting. So there you go. There's your answer. It's nice. a dollar. So actually, yeah. it's cheaper than the, the solution fine. now. What are you going to see? Now the, be people the walking around with their phones. The floor, yeah, the ground, so people will now be using voice to text more often, and that'll be even more annoying because you'll be walking down the street and you'll hear somebody walking by you saying like, "Can't meet Monday. We'll talk later." But you know, it's going to be L O L. Yeah. Yeah. Exclamation point. BRB. Let's just stop using technology. I think it's getting dangerous. IDK. Yeah, I like think you're right. Philadelphia's you know, an outlaw technology entirely. Better safe than sorry. Give those stoplights too. Dangerous. Yeah. Anything that was invented after my brain stopped growing yeah. should be outlawed. On to the calendar. Touchpad users, we've got good news. It's about technology, too. Amazon launched its touchpad Kindle app last night. So go get it. After two weeks of review, Google Plus for the iPhone is now available. It's not available for the iPod Touch or the iPad yet, anyway. It works on iPhone 3G and higher. This morning, they actually launched an app. It was really buggy, a lot of complaints. And then they quickly pushed out a new uh, version of the app, which was like, I mean, it all seemed to happen within about an hour, so that was a really quick fix on Google's part. While the Vizio tablet has been available for pre-order since the 1st of July, Vizio's website says now you can order that tablet because they're in stock. Ooh. Yeah. OnStar FMV is available at Best Buy July 24th for $300. If you do not know what I'm talking about, this is GM's aftermarket mirror, like a car rearview mirror that makes the OnStar service available to most cars. Not every car, but to many models. Yeah, it's also um, it's a $75 installation charge, and then it's about $19 per month or two. $200 $200 yearly subscription. So, uh, good for good for the right person. This is my next. We'll get a new name this autumn. Oh. Editor Josh Topolsky announced that the blog, staffed by many former Engadgeteers, we all know them and love them. Many of them are our regular guests on our show, will be officially launched under the name The Verge. I think our French listeners are having a chuckle right now. Yeah. Like on the ver on the verge of a of a of a tech scoop. In well, something like that. Yes, on the verge I, well, of, of something new We're on the all verge the of time. Something big. This is my next. We're yeah. on the verge, yeah. right? Yeah. Verge Except of a nervous breakdown. Apparently, in French, verge means stick and is also slang for it's male a, genitalia. A, a, a unit. Oh well, yeah. so there is they, they can have a lot of fun with that then tech and uh, double entendres. <laughs> yeah, they're they're the big verge. <laughs> there you go. Best of luck to you, vergers. Also coming this, I don't know if I just swore in French. I'm sorry. Uh, also coming this <laughs> this autumn, a great story around 4G. This is according to Sprint's Dan Hesse. He also said, and it'll all become clear oh. as in clear wireless he we don't know he's speaking wait. in riddles he already they have a partnership with clear for 4g oh. maybe it'll all become clear means all Everything their entire will be on their dumping. entire clear dumping light squared right now yeah that would that's never happened right like no wireless carriers ever just said guess what everybody well, wh- you know we've secretly installed back well, he's announcing yeah. an announcement so that's really important and yeah. finally, Yahoo's Q2 numbers are in. Uh, no huge surprises. Revenue was down by about 5% to just over uh, $1 billion. Net income up 11%, though. 
Big surprise. Nobody tried to pie face. So Yahoo, up and down, up and down. My pie Hulu. You know, you're you're really not important until you've been pie faced. So Carol Bartz. <laughs> yeah, that's what's next. Carol Bartz needs to be pie faced. if She wants Yahoo to turn around. That is not. We're not being serious. Please don't. And I don't mean to have. Never mind. Let's move on to the emails. TNT at twit.tv is the place to email us. Ryan in Ames, Iowa says, Hey guys, I heard Tom mention a while back during a pre or post show of TNT. It'd be nice for the ability to search titles of the various Twitch shows to avoid shows with similar names. And I'm sure the chat room is always happy to help with the task. But I figured, hey, a convenient bit of searching might work. So he created twitchshowtitles.com. Uh, and uses the RSS feeds to scrape titles up to date. He says, it's far from perfect. It's a work in progress. And if there's any specific features you'd like to see, be sure to let me know. Uh, but yeah, you can pick all the different uh, Twitch shows and check them off. Look, uh, we, we, we did a search now. What did you do a search for? Hands. Hands. I don't know why. Brings but up, it brings up Twit Live, special Nintendo Wii U hands-on. Hands December off my 2006, Pirates. Net at Night. Episode 7, Hands Across the Water. Look at that. See how complete that That's is? That's pretty awesome. Yeah, Thanks, Ryan. Awesome. appreciate That's that. That's really cool. Yeah. All right. Don't forget you can submit stories to have us pay attention to and maybe even cover on the show if we feel like we have something important to say about it at our Reddit. Our Reddit subreddit is technewstoday.reddit.com. Uh, big thanks to Patrick Rigby, TM204, Cosmic Vibes, Captain Kipper, Flash Cider, MacBytes, Port Tech, and more of you who submitted stories and everybody who voted stories up and down. That helps us to know which ones you really like and we try to get those into the show. And don't forget Bricks. You can buy Bricks. Bricks.twit.tv right, did, you, did you get a Brick, Kevin? Uh, not yet. You, st- you I, still I, have I'm, time. I do? Yeah. Good news, it's not too late, Kevin. Awesome. Bricks.twit.tv you can No put, pressure. Wait, that's not funny. Or anything you want on a Brick. I, I should. Uh, that's well. There you go. There's my brick. <laughs> or maybe Wait, that's not funny. Or completeandroidguide.com, which makes it seem like the future generation. It's like that's what I said right before I died. <laughs> I know it's kind of an epitaph. You don't want that. To, that's that's, a, that's a bad idea. All episode long today. <laughs> Beloved author and geek is what I'm going to put on my brick. Wow. <laughs> Up on the QR code of mine. Bricks.twin.tv. Uh, check it out. Kevin, thanks so much uh, for putting up with us. Uh, Thank you for having me. Being on the show. It's always great to have you. Let folks know about Complete Android Guide and what you're up to. Okay. Uh, Complete Android Guide is the, uh, all, the total how-to guide for Android. You can get it uh, at completeandroidguide.com and in the Kindle market. And I might be working on another book coming soon. We'll see. Who knows? Maybe whatever. How Dan Hesse of you. Yeah, I know. know. It'll all become clear. (laughs) Wait, he's going to write a book about clear. (gasps) It's printed on acrylic. Best-selling book ever. The the former soda that had no coloring. Wireless back-end technology is just a hot topic. Right. All right, well, thanks, man. And thank you all for watching or listening. However you consume the show, we appreciate it. You can find us on the web, twit.tv slash TNT. You can email us, TNT at twit.tv, or you can leave us a voicemail. Our hotline on the Google Voice is 206, or no, it's 260-TNT-SHOW. We'll see you tomorrow.